Hamlet Podcast, episode 122. Hello and welcome to this exploration of Shakespeare's Hamlet with me, your host, Connor Hanrity. I'm sure it could be said that if you look hard enough, you can find something in Hamlet that matches your current circumstances, regardless of what they are. This week's corner of the play does seem almost spookily aligned with the state of the world as we find it right now. It's the first week of April in 2020 and huge numbers of us are staying at home in the hope of limiting the spread of COVID-19 and doing our bit to protect those we love. And many of us are perhaps reaching the point of extreme boredom. Well, listen up. Who knew that there'd be a lesson for all of us in Act 4, Scene 4 of this endlessly engaging play? Last time, we discussed the beginning of this scene as Fortinbras manages his campaign across Denmark and sends a captain to greet the Danish king. The captain bumps into Hamlet, who is on his way out of the country. Perhaps there's a little bit of irony in the fact that the captain meets the young prince, who should be king, but if it's in there, it's so subtle that we don't need to pay it much more attention than this. Hamlet has been asking the captain about their campaign across Poland, wondering which part of the country they're going to attack. The captain volunteers all the details. He says, Truly to speak, and with no addition, we go to gain a little patch of ground that hath in it no profit but the name. To pay five ducats, five I would not farm it. Nor will it yield to Norway or the Pole a ranker rate, should it be sold in fee. We are on the march to go attack a little patch of ground that has nothing going for it. They only want to conquer it because it'll look good on paper. It hath no profit in it but the name. He says he wouldn't farm it for five ducats. A ducat was, at its best, almost solid gold and worth almost €150 in today's money. I don't know how much it had cost to rent a decent plot of arable land, then or now, to be honest, but our captain seems to be saying that this humble corner of Poland isn't even worth five ducats, which might therefore have been a bargain. And it won't earn anything better for Poland or Denmark, whoever wins in this forthcoming battle, if it is sold afterwards, either. Nor will it yield to Norway or the Pole a ranker, higher rate, should it be sold in fee. The captain is going out of his way to point out to Hamlet that this campaign is clearly more about honour and the name than for any practical or tactical advantage. So why fight over it at all? Hamlet makes a logical assumption. Why then, the Polak never will defend it. Surely, he's saying, Poland won't bother to defend something so worthless. But no, it seems that the blood is up on both sides, and the captain explains that. Yes, it is already garrisoned. Poland is already prepared to defend the place, and it has been garrisoned. Soldiers have been deployed to fight for it. Now, there's some confusion over whether this next line is spoken by Hamlet or by the captain. Every text that I have to hand seems to give it to Hamlet, so we let him keep it for our purposes. The words go, 2,000 souls and 20,000 ducats will not debate the question of this straw. A great number of men and a huge amount of money are being expended on this campaign, and even all of that won't be enough to resolve the argument over this straw. A good word to describe such a tiny piece of land. If it is indeed the captain who speaks these lines, then perhaps he's giving specific information about the number of soldiers and the price of the campaign. 
If it's Hamlet, we can assume, as usual, that his numbers are for dramatic effect. Hibbard, who is an editor who I'll mention in the show notes, favours giving the line to the captain. And he makes things even easier also by suggesting that the line could read 2,000 souls and 20,000 ducats will now, instead of not, debate the question of this straw. It's an easy correction to make, I suppose. Whether or not he's spoken the previous two lines, Hamlet definitely says the next. This is the imposthume of much wealth and peace that inward breaks, and shows no cause without why the man dies. An imposthume is an abscess, a pus-filled swelling, and a most unpleasant condition. Yet again, we have this image of an internal problem that grows unseen inside the patient. We've already had rank corruption festering unseen, and then the foul disease that was kept from divulging. Here Hamlet is describing how too much wealth and peace, and presumably boredom, can be like an abscess that bursts inside a person. It kills them from within, with no visible symptoms until it's too late. It inward breaks and shows no cause without, or on the outside, why the man dies. Hamlet is suggesting here that Fortinbras is on this campaign to Poland because he's had enough of wealth and peace at home in Norway, and so this abscess of boredom has made him burst and devote all this money and all these men's lives to something as pointless as this little patch of land. Even in Shakespeare's time, the commonplace was that too much wealth and peace could lead to war, and this strong-willed young man is certainly proving the point. Hamlet presumably senses here that the captain is eager to be on his way and thanks him for his time and the information he has shared. He says, I humbly thank you, sir. The captain replies, God be with you, sir. And off he goes. Ever the hanger-on, awkwardly trying to justify his existence, Rosencrantz, who is still in the scene, has to ask, Will it please you to go, my lord? And Hamlet, not quite their prisoner, sends Rosencrantz and Guildenstern off ahead of him. I'll be with you straight. Go a little before. The sight of Fortinbras's army, and the knowledge of his determination to fight for a pointless bit of land only on point of principle, stirs something in Hamlet. He's about to begin his one remaining soliloquy, and we will begin to cover that in the next episode. For now... I hope you're safe at home and not bored or impulsive enough to want to go and invade Poland. Bear in mind that such ideas have never led to anything good. Stay in, be kind to yourselves and to each other, keep your hands clean, and I'll speak to you next time.